We know that Charleston is a really popular place to live right now. About 33 people are moving to this region a day. Maybe you're one of those people. Or maybe you moved here in the last couple of years. Or you're thinking about moving here soon. I'm Emily Williams. This is Understand South Carolina for the Post and Courier. And today we're sharing some advice from our newsroom for people who are new to the Charleston area. We'll be talking with digital editor Matt Clow, who just launched a new newsletter, Holy City How-To, a kind of guide for people who have recently moved to Charleston or just want to learn more about it. We talked about where that idea came from, shared some of our own recommendations, and got help from other reporters in the newsroom who shared some of their advice, whether that's the best place to catch live music or why you shouldn't wade into floodwaters downtown. More on that later. Here's Matt. I grew up in Kansas, Wichita, Kansas. Lived there for basically 18, 20 years. And then I was looking for full-time jobs and I wanted to see something that was like a totally different part of the country. So I moved out to Charleston. I moved to the Post and Courier for this job um, and it worked out really well. I really like it here. I've been here for, you know, almost five years at this point. At the time, it was just totally wild to me because I'd never been to this part of the country at all. So this was a very like unknown experience to me. And I don't know, I think that's probably kind of what inspired wanting to write this newsletter a little bit is, you know, when I moved here, it was everything was so fresh. And like, I was diving in headfirst to a completely unknown experience. And I think it would have been really helpful to have a guide to kind of like, teach me what to know about the place I was moving to that I had never even visited before. We produce a lot of content in this newsroom about how the area is growing and about things to do and places to go. And some of that kind of gets lost to time a little bit, right? Like we've got multiple stories a day, you know, a lot of things are like timely things happening in the news, but we also do a lot of things and like some more in-depth culture pieces or like projects from the past that are really just about places in the community or things new people should know about moving here that, you know, we'll publish, say, in 2018, but it's still very relevant and still very useful information. So when we were developing this project, I sat down with other members of the digital team and we were thinking about these things that we had published over the past, you know, two to three to four years that could give people that were coming to this area kind of a sense of the community. And so we kind of tried to divide this into different sorts of topics that Charleston is known for, like things that you want to know when you're moving somewhere. Um, so this newsletter series will kick off with a guide to different neighborhoods around the Charleston area, talking about like kind of downtown, some places in North Charleston, some places in Mount Pleasant, things like that. And then we'll dive into some more specific topics, too, about like the food of Charleston is obviously a huge part of the culture here. We'll dive into some other things about kind of the like weird history and folklore behind, you know, some just kind of like local things that you wouldn't know about moving here. Since Matt just finished compiling all of these guides about the Charleston area for the newsletter, I asked about some of his favorites. Favorite beach? Yeah, this one's always hard. I do find myself going to Folly more than the others, just because it does have that classic beach vibe. It's kind of like a little bit touristy. It's a little bit weird. There's so many things to like eat and drink and like places to hang out. I almost think Sullivan's might be my favorite though, just because it feels a little bit more remote. And I don't know, both of those are probably my favorites. Sullivan's is beautiful. It started out as my favorite. And then over time, I've developed more of a routine to go to 
Folly and get coffee at Burt's and then also like to go down to the walk to the Morris Island Lighthouse. And that's super cool with that, all that graffiti along that path. That is one of my favorite spots that I like to bring people now is out to that lighthouse walk. Favorite coffee shop? I always go to bat for this place. Um, the Harbinger on Upper King Street is one of my favorites. It's just a, it's a cute little vibe inside. It's, it's pink and it's rustic and they've got a gorgeous little patio out back. Fantastic coffee, fantastic like homemade pastries every day. Also very vegetarian friendly if you're into that. I am also a big, big fan. I'm there too often. I don't know if it's unusual to have a very defined favorite on this, but I'll ask it. Favorite street? I don't know if I would consider this my favorite. It's really pretty every time you walk down, but Philadelphia Alley. It's very much just like tucked away and it's like kind of walking through old Charleston, you know. I think that's kind of a a little bit of a hidden favorite. My favorite street is probably Church Street. You've got the Dock Street Theater on one side of the street and St. Philip's right in front of you and then another small pink church, the French Huguenot Church right there. And I love just that spot right there. So I guess if I'm being very specific, the intersection of church and queen. Favorite park? For me, this is probably because I live in the area. I've lived in the area since I moved here. Hampton Park is probably by far my favorite. Um, It's a little bit north on the peninsula, so a little bit more tucked away compared to, you know, like Marion Square or something else like that, or Waterfront Park. But Hampton Park is beautiful, also has a fountain. My favorite part about it is, interestingly, it used to be like an old horse racing track. So the entire loop around it is exactly one mile long. So it's great for like running or biking. A lot of people go out and like roller skate there too. But it's just gorgeous. Like no matter what time of year you're there, there's like always a different kind of flower blooming. Late April to early May is probably my favorite season because of the jazz blooms. I think those are absolutely fantastic. It's like my favorite flower. It smells so good for a couple weeks and definitely don't miss that. Also love Hampton Park. I have to agree on that. Also the West Ashley Greenway. I like to go to the start of it. You drive kind of like you're going out to Kiowa. There's a place where you can turn and and park and start at kind of the, the origin point of the Greenway. And that stretch of it is so, so, so pretty. A lot of people come to Charleston and want to get some great photos. They know that it's a beautiful place. What's your favorite photo spot? One of my favorites, I think, is probably out on Sullivan's Island. Specifically, if you go down to Station 12, you get onto the island and you turn right and it's down close to Fort Moultrie. But it's just got a beautiful view of you get essentially the entire Charleston Peninsula. You kind of get the skyline with all the churches. The Ravenel Bridge is obviously in the background there, too. And it's it's fantastic for, you know, sunset especially. But it's, it's a great mix of like everything you would want in a Charleston photo, right? Where you've got the city, you've got kind of the classic bridge look, you've got beach, uh, you've got the ocean. It's It's a very stunning place. Those were some of our picks. Now let's hear what some of the other members of our newsroom had to say. I'm Kaylin Oyer, and I'm the arts and entertainment reporter for The Post and Courier. I've been writing at the paper for about five years now about the local art scene. We have a vibrant community here in Charleston. It's not just the festivals like Spoleto that bring outside people into town. It's also our local community right here. We have some really talented musicians. Music has been a big part of my life, and I am lucky to have talked to some amazing artists here, gone to some really cool venues around town, and seen our scene grow. 
Among artists here that I would recommend checking out are Susto, which is a local band that has recently achieved national success. They tour all around the world and they're really amazing and also capture a very specific Charleston sound. Also here we have Band of Horses, which is a national band that just happens to, to live here in the Charleston area. Beyond that, we have a really cool budding original music scene. It's hard to pick out specifics, but I definitely recommend checking out Nisi Blues, who just is an incredible all-around producer, singer, songwriter, talent. We also have a band called The Simplicity, who I absolutely love seeing their live shows. They put so much energy into their music. Those are just a few recommendations for me, but I hope that you can dive into the local music scene here and really get a glimpse of what Charleston has to offer. My name's Thad Moore, and I'm a reporter on our investigative team. I think the best view in Charleston is there's a random bench at the corner of St. Margaret Street and Fifth Avenue near Lowndes Grove. Great sunset spot. Favorite street in Charleston is not a street, it's the bridge to nowhere. I low-key hope they never develop the other end of that because it's a great spot to hang out. My favorite restaurant in town is Jackrabbit Philly. They're really good. It's always a little different and it's always really fun. My name is Stephen Hobbs, and I'm on the public service and watchdog team. And I have a couple recommendations of places that people new to the Charleston area should go to. One that I really love is the Angel Oak Tree on Johns Island. I think it's just a really awesome um, reminder of how like how long trees have been here, and um, it's just a cool kind of tucked away piece of nature that is really awesome to see. And another place that I would recommend checking out is McLeod Plantation. It's a good kind of primer and more complete history of plantations in this area. And I think it provides an opportunity to really learn and and look at things in a different way. I went there when I first got here, and then I went there three years later. And the things that I learned on both times were were different. I got kind of a different experience in in both visits. So I think it's a good opportunity to kind of learn about some of the history of of the area. My name is Jennifer Barry Hawes, and I am a projects writer here at The Post and Courier. One of my favorite spots in the Charleston area is Palmetto Island County Park, which is in Mount Pleasant. It is obviously a county park, and it's really, really beautiful. There are walking and running paths. Uh, You can take your dog and throw a Frisbee. The kids can play in the playground. It has a water park, um, but also has a lot of really beautiful waterfront areas you can go to put a kayak in or fish. There's also kind of a hidden area called Nature Island. If you want to go feel like you're in the middle of nowhere, but you're actually in the middle of somewhere, you can go to Nature Island. It's very beautiful, very quiet. You can see storks uh, perched up in the trees and all kinds of birds. You'll see pileated woodpecker there a lot. It's just a really, really cool spot. 
My name is Glenn Smith. I'm the watchdog and public service editor here at the Post and Courier. My favorite place to go see music locally would have to be the Charleston Poor House. Uh, they have a variety of options and, and offerings there. The cool thing I like to do is hit the deck earlier in the evening. Uh, shows start around uh, 6 o'clock, 6.30, wide variety of stuff every week, and there's only a $5 cover charge, so you can save plenty of money for uh, beverages inside. And some up-and-coming people have come through there. I caught uh, Shovels and Rope with a one-month residency years ago for free on the deck every Monday. Uh, Danger Muffin, several other groups. It's a great place to see tunes. My name is Tony Bartleman. I'm a project reporter for the Post and Courier. I've lived here about 30 years, so I've learned a little bit about Charleston. Uh, one thing I highly suggest is that you do not walk in flood water. How do I know that? Well, we actually tested the water for a project we called Rising Waters, and we found sky-high amounts of bacteria, everything from uh, you know animals to, uh, I don't know. It's just disgusting. Don't walk in it. It's horrible. And don't swim in it either, or kite surf, or windsurf, or jet ski. We've seen all that stuff. I'm Matthew Fortner, and I'm the visuals editor here at the Post and Courier. I feel like the Battery and Rainbow Row are obviously very well known, but I think Trad Street, which is just off Rainbow Row, is absolutely fascinating. It has some of the oldest homes in Charleston, several blocks just packed with all these little charming details, and it's just so picturesque. It's uh, I've taken some of my favorite iconic Charleston images there. I'd say that's a must visit for a newcomer. And if you're looking for maybe some coffee or maybe like a a brunch, you know, uh, I think that Bobbis, they have two locations. There's Bobbis on Cannon and there's Bobbis on Meeting. They have one of the most amazing quiches I've ever had. It's it's like pudding. In most of their things, you, you can just tell there's a lot of detail that goes into it. I took a friend there recently and he's traveled all over the world. And uh, he said, why do you have to go to Paris when you have food like this? So it's a neat little place, and they just, they just put a lot into it. At the end of the day, I think a must-visit is Brittle Bank Park. It's just uh, a spectacular place to catch a sunset. It's got tons of room. You know, if you have a dog, there are dogs out there chasing balls. There's a playground for kids. There's a pier that stretches out over the Ashley River. And surprisingly, it doesn't really get that crowded unless there's a baseball game. The minor league baseball park is just adjacent, so the parking lot can overflow. But generally, there's plenty of parking. There's just no better place that I found really downtown to watch a sunset. All right, that's all for today. For more picks from our reporters and guidance for newcomers, sign up for Matt's newsletter. It's free, and we've added the link in today's show notes. As always, if you have comments, questions, or suggestions for this podcast, you can email us at understandsc at postandcourier.com or find us on Twitter at understandsc. Also, we'd love to hear some of your Charleston favorites, too. Send us an email or message us on Twitter with some of your favorites. Understand South Carolina is a production of The Post and Courier. Let us know what you think of the show. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Keep up with the latest headlines at postandcourier.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week. <laughs>